0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Underground Mess-Off, and Mikhail here. Today, we've got Chapter 61, Part 2 review for Hades' Pride, and Chapter 62, Elder Brother of the Gods, to review today for Record of Ragnarok. Now I know it's been a while since the translations have come out, but I hope you all will be rewarded for your patience. With that said, let's get into it, and these are going to be shorter reviews because I have some more discussion I do want to talk about with these chapters. So in 61 Part 2, we end up finding out a couple interesting things. So when Hades slashed open his chest, it at first seems from how the chapter goes that he was doing it to see where the air bullets would hit as he goes in for a thrust, but then immediately changes it into a downward swing, losing no power. However, that's not the case. What's actually happening is that his blood, which is known as Pluto Icker, is tied directly to his life force, and then when it touches the Bident, it warps it into a totally new weapon, and it's called the four-blooded spear of destiny, Iker Desmos. And so, because it's tied to his life force, if he bleeds out and dies, he loses all that power. So it's a very high-risk, high-reward strategy. So he goes in against Shin with this attack, blood led Dawn, Icar, Eos, and while Shin tries to deflect it with the heavenly hand of defense, unfortunately it cuts through his left pinky and ring finger, and he's able to deflect it towards his shoulder, but he loses a good chunk of it as well. And so the chapter ends where Hades says, you know, as the older brother, I won't be defeated. And we get a scene of Zeus and Adamus looking on in this fight. Then we get into chapter 62, and we get a lot of backstory. And so, we end up finding out that Hades is the god that the other gods rely on the most. And so, on top of being the king of the netherworld, he's considered the most reliable god. So we go into this backstory of how, after the Titanomachy, in which the Olympians and the Titans fought each other. You know, Zeus wins and the Olympians become the new rulers of the Greek pantheon. However, Gaia, the mother of the Titans, doesn't like this. So she instigates the Gigantomachy with her race of the giants. Now during this, Hades, Zeus, Adamas, and Poseidon all meet in order to discuss what's going on. And so Zeus is just very gung-ho. He's like, man, I've been itching for a fight like this, and goes out to fight. And so, all the other gods leave, but one of Hades' attendants and generals lets him know, hey, um, the giants are actually attacking through Tartarus as well. And he's like, oh no, this isn't good. So, what he does is, we find out that Hades sent all of his army to help the other Greek gods fight in the overworld while he took on the forces by himself. And so we get this neat scene at the end of it. You know, they end up winning. And so Poseidon goes down to Tartarus and he's like, You fought them all by yourself, but when he meets him, he's whistling a familiar tune, the one that Kojiro Sasaki remembers and recognizes from his fight with Poseidon. So this is where Poseidon picks up this song and a lot of traits from Hades, at least we think. And so they're having this back and forth and they're like, dude, you didn't have to take this all on your own. You know, you were far too reckless. And Hades is like, yeah, but I only did what was right as the older brother. Poseidon's like, I get it, but still, you know, you could have lost. And so Hades then just responds saying, look, Poseidon, I swear that I will not lose to anyone as the older brother. I won't be defeated. And he's like, eh, but I was probably too reckless. And so Poseidon says, you're not going to get any things from me, brother. And so... Hades notes he's like, "Hey, that's the first time that you've called me brother." And so, we cut back to the fight. We get this whole back and forth between, you know, Ares, Hermes about how like, "Oh, this is why he frets so much." Yada yada yada. But then Adamas shows up, and Hermes is like, "Oh, hey Adamas, I mean Adamantine." And Ares is confused. He's like, "Hold on a second. You know, I thought Poseidon just erased Adamus, and Hermes is like, yeah, but if he was truly serious, there wouldn't even be a trace left. Plus, Hades actually asked Beelzebub to reconstruct him. And so it's like, wait a minute, did Poseidon know about this? Zeus is like, yeah, alongside Hermes. So towards the end of the chapter, we basically, it's like, you know, his strength is derived from his love for us, the brothers. What I find very interesting is that we now have the full dichotomy between Shin and Hades now. Shin's love for his country and unification of all of China, plus the support he has of all of the past and technically future ahead of him that's passed on, versus the love for the brothers, which is a much smaller sect. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, especially since Beelzebub had said, hey man, uh, it's obvious to see that Hades is going to lose. So it looks like that Shin's going to come out of this on top and not without some heavy damage. But he'll be able to heal because you know it's very magically-slash-futuristic, so he won't be suffering too much. Another thing that's interesting is that Hades is literally putting himself on the line right now, whereas Shin hasn't really done that yet. Even with the mirror touch synesthesia, it's going to be interesting to see how this fight continues. But also, we don't know what his Volander does yet, and that might play a role in the upcoming chapters. So, we're just going to have to wait and see. Really excited to see how this evolves. But, with that said... This has been a Bandolier Corp production. Finn McHale, signing out.